All right, guys, I was able to sit down and speak a little bit with Justin from the band Days to Come. And we spoke a little bit about the start of the band, where they basically came from, how the idea came together, talking about the tour that they're about to go on and just a bunch of really, really cool items. So I want you guys to just sit here and chill and relax and actually enjoy this little bit of an interview with Days to Come. It is a short one because it was raining and it was messing up my system, it was messing up his system, but we still got a good amount of stuff in. So here you guys are, definitely enjoy this. Again, this is Justin Goodson of the band Days to Come. So right now, guys, I have got with me Justin of the band Days to Come. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much. I know this has been a long time coming trying to get this scheduled, so I'm glad we were able to get some time together to actually get this going. So um, I've had the pleasure of seeing you guys. I know y'all did a um, band takeover on our uh, website or our radio station the OA radio and I actually had the honor of seeing you guys perform live was that your first time here in Jacksonville it was not um, but it had been a very long time since we've been in Jacksonville I want to say it's been like probably two years at that point oh wow okay so it was pretty much our first time it had been, <laughs> yeah. so, it had been so long yeah after that long it's uh, almost like starting over I'm sure so what, um, let everybody know who you guys are, um, what, when y'all got started, kind of give a basic, uh, rundown so they know who you guys are. I know who you are. Letting them know as well. So my name is Jessica Goodson and I am the vocalist for Days to Come. We're based out of Albany, Georgia, which is in Southwest Georgia. It's about three hours south of Atlanta two hours north of Tallahassee, so just a very small little town. I'm not originally from here. I, I grew up in a, a military household and moved here. This was my, my dad's last duty station. Uh, but Brandon, our guitar player, he, he, you know, he's from Albany, and uh, we started in 2014. I think I met Brandon in early 2013, and uh, so I've been with him for, for quite a while, you know, um, and we, we picked up yeah. Jalen and 2018 he is uh you know, we've had a couple of lineup changes over the years but uh we're pretty pretty confident in, in what we have currently you know it's a, it is a really solid team all three of us really get along really really well um we feed off of each other that's yeah, important. yeah we feed off of each other we have very similar personalities and temperaments and uh we enjoy we just enjoy being together you know spending time together and uh which is really important especially when you're on the road and that definitely shows just um, and seeing any of the videos that you guys post or just watching how you interact with each other. You definitely can see that it's not just um, the music that you guys truly do get along and, um, and around one another. Well, that's my goal with, with kind of one of my goals with, with starting this was to kind of form it in the way of a family, you know, my, my my goal and idea would be to grow old with them. You know, I don't really, I don't see people as dispensable. You know, I see people as they're in your life for a reason, whether that's for a long season or a short season, but either way they're there. And uh, I've always tried to 
have a very open line of communication, you know, with with the guys and, and where anything that comes up, even if it's outside the band, you know, just in their personal life, like we're we're a family and we want to be there for each other and mm-hmm. help each other and you know carry each other's burdens and and, and, and be brothers. And uh, that's been really it's really enjoyable and kind of watching that grow and develop over the many years that we've that we've been together now. Yeah, and, it, and it, like I was saying earlier, it definitely does show. And I, I always say that, you know, you meet people in your life. Sometimes they're meant to be here for a long time. Sometimes it's for a short time. But, you know, each um, person or each instance, you know, there's a lesson or something that you're supposed to learn from that. Um, has there been anything in particular that you have learned or have grown um, on your from yourself just being around these guys? Have you seen yourself grow uh, into a better person? Because uh, I, I know from... For me personally, just being around certain people, I've watched how much uh, I've changed within, uh, you know, just being around them or having them in my life. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, for the for the most part, we're pretty DIY. You know, we're, we're proud to be independent, mm-hmm. and I, I'm pretty creative, and with that is also pretty controlling. <laughs> so that is that, that can be a, a negative quality. And, Again, I'm thankful for the guys and allowing me to express that. And you know, like we're we're a we're a democracy with a leader. You know, so it, it's uh, it's very group think. But you know, I, I I do like to have things a certain way. And I'm, I'm over the course of time, I have become much more flexible um, in learning, in learning mm-hmm. how to let go and in learning how to trust and actually putting myself a part of the team that I can rely on them and trust them and they can carry me in some way you know because like I, I was just that was really hard for me initially because to kind of let someone exactly, else you know, you know let other people um, kind of be like okay I trust you with this kind of yep. thing <laughs> because I've, I, over, the, over the many years we've been together I've seen a lot of bands and a lot of artists come and go and the way they not yeah. a lot of bands they, they run them slightly differently than we do and you know there's some good qualities they have and there's also some negative qualities so you know I've just kind of like an older brother or a parent you know I'm just very careful with this and I want to make sure that, yeah. that everything is good and moving forward and productive and we're happy and you know try looking out for fires at all times to possibly put them out mm-hmm. but but yeah over the course of time I've, I've definitely found myself becoming more trusting and flexible and relying on them and I, re- I really do love that. You know, it, it opens yourself up for, you know, that, that kind of failure or hurt, but you do receive a lot more in that process of, by just allowing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's see, you guys have got, um, y'all are starting this, this fest, this kickoff of your uh, tour, so to speak, um, this weekend, right? This Friday, if I'm remembering correctly? Yep, it starts this Friday. We are kicking it off in our hometown of Albany and then uh, going north, you know, for the first time, like we're going to be on the road um, for 10 days and playing eight to eight eight days in 10 days. So that's not like a super, super long tour, you know, some bands that go for months and months and months, which is, that's the goal, you know, that's what we're striving for. But, uh, yeah, but this is the first time we've ever been able to be on the road for that long and play that many Mm -hmm. shows back to back. So I'm really looking forward to it. And also nervous, you know, because we've just never done it. It is uncharted water, right. but it, it's going to be a very 
cool experience. Is there anywhere in particular that you would love to go um, and perform at? Is there any place, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the U.S. Um, that you just are kind of like, you know, I really, this is kind of like on my bucket list. I would love to be able to perform here. I want to play at the House of Blues in Orlando. And I mm -hmm. know that that's not, I was doing an interview um, a couple weeks ago with, with a guy out of Texas and he asked a question like that. It was, a, you know, rapid fire, quick, give me a place you want to play. And I was like, House of Blues. And they, yeah. and they, just, like, they laughed at me and they're like, you know, we've had a lot of people on here and everybody always says, I want to play Madison Square Garden. I want to play Wembley Stadium. And you're like, you know, I want to play House of Blues. I was like, well, I've never played there. And that is a right. phenomenal venue. And it would be oh, a awesome. great opportunity and to be able to do that. So that's that is a that's a goal, you know, somewhat of a tangible goal that I'm hoping we can hit in the next couple of years. Um, and be able to look back on that and go, we did that. I'm seeing growth, you know, that, that was something that I definitely wanted to do and we can check that off and move forward. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have those those places and those experiences that you wanna try to reach, not only um, personally but as a band. And then when you do get to those and you do reach those, it's kinda like, okay. It's, n it's not necessarily a confirmation for everybody else, but it definitely is one for yourself. Like, okay, I wanted to do this and I freaking did it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, there was a couple of years ago um, before the band existed or anything, I saw Alter Bridge play there. And um, that was the first time I'd ever been, you know, to the House of Blues. And it was just such a mm -hmm. cool experience, you know, such a cool room. And uh, yeah. I remember, like, at that point, I was like, I want to be in a band and I want to play here. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's been a cool, cool road. So when did you know that this was something that you really wanted to push and um, make a career out of? I, uh, I started playing guitar when I was 17 um, and started singing in my early 20s. And I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. So I think I graduated when I was like 23 or 24. And, um, yeah. and I remember being at that crossroad where I was, in, I was playing, you know, acoustic gigs by myself, looking to either join a band or, or try to find some guys to start one. And uh, I, uh -huh. I remember, you know, talking to my wife and, and trying to figure out if I if I go into criminal justice and whatever that looks like, I'm going to have to give up my weekends. And which means right. I'm probably not going to be able to play gigs, you know, because that's what most of the time, smaller bands, that's what you do, is you're restricted to weekends. And uh, yeah. so we were kind of that crusher, and it was one of those, you know, thought about it and talked about it a lot and prayed about it and was like if there's only one thing that I can do if I was going to die tomorrow you know what what would I not regret not doing and uh, you know yeah. being creative and in, in music and doing that fulfills me um, you know very deeply and uh, I'm very thankful that my wife supports you know that decision and, uh, oh yeah absolutely people yeah. understand support is very uh, it's very important. I actually was speaking about that today on um, Facebook that we have so many people that kind of say, yeah, man, I'm there for you. I support you. Uh, when's the next show? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then when it actually comes to that moment, the amount of people that you can actually say are really supporting you are not um, that grand. But I personally would rather have a handful 
of people that I know truly do support me than have like a room full of people that don't. They're just there, you know? Absolutely. And, and with, with independent, you know, bands that are in the first under 10 years, you know, of their life, um, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to count your actual true supporters, you know, very small yeah. numbers, like a hundred or less, or maybe a little more than that. And those are people that are, that are diehards, you know, that actually care yep. about what you're doing. And, and you have a responsibility, you know, as an artist to have a relationship with those people. You should know their names. Yeah. You should talk to them regularly because they're investing into you and they find value in you. And you wouldn't be able to continue doing what you're doing and growing without them. Um, so I, I, abs- I absolutely love the time that we're at right now because we are still in that growing and development and, and building a mm-hmm. foundation. And I know every single one of the people that supports us. And I talk to them um, you know, regularly. We've got people that you know, are in Alabama or Mississippi or in the Carolinas or in Florida. And it's, it's handfuls of pockets. But I do see growth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? We've got a couple over here and a couple over here and a couple over here. And if we keep doing what we're doing and continue to invest in people and try to provide value in what we're doing, we are going to see growth. It just takes time, you know, and, and energy and work. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you put it, you're putting in that effort. You're making it known that these people are not just a number, um, that you really do care, that they care. And I feel like that's really important when it comes to not just music, but any type of entertainment, any type of uh, art field um, where you're having to deal with a lot of people that are there um, as your audience, essentially. It's important to give that back to them. Now, um, let's talk about, I always like to ask this question because it kind of gives people a little insight um, into musicians, um, kind of putting them on a different, it's just not really a question that most people are used to uh, answering. So I love asking it, but um, for you, what would you say, or who would you say are three influences um, to your musical style that don't necessarily fall into the music genre that you actually play in? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I absolutely love Alter Bridge. You know, those are those are like mm-hmm. my guys. Um, but they play music that's super similar to us. Um, so I, I would yeah. say people that have indirectly or directly somewhat influenced that don't play. Um, mm-hmm. George Michael for sure. You know, I, I love George. I grew up with, yeah. I grew <laughs> up listening to George Michael. You know, my parents listened to George Michael, and uh, yeah, I just always I've always been a fan of his. Um, Elton John is another one, you know, like he's yeah. incredibly creative and, you know, an amazing songwriter, especially working with Bernie. And they've, they have put music together that is in the fabric of the country, you know, like it is incredible yeah. how deep that has gone and the legacy that he will leave behind for the next hundred years. You know, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, golly. Those two came quick, and I'm like, man, what do I do for the third one? Um, <laughs> you know, I, it, it gets everybody. Don't don't feel bad. <laughs> um, probably, probably, it's probably a tough like one. Phil Collins. I remember growing up listening to Phil oh. Collins a lot too, um, and he and he does have some rock stuff, but but uh, but I would yeah. consider him closer to like still like George Michael. You know, it's, it's still pop and and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I remember that my my uh, my parents had you know a Genesis. Um, album. I don't remember which one. Oh, yeah. Was, but uh, yeah, I remember listening, you know, a lot to 
a lot of that. They, they, they did. It was just a lot of 80s, 80s pop. You know, I did, that definitely influenced me vocally and with, and with mm-hmm. melodies because I didn't really listen to anything modern, you know, like heavy stuff until I was probably 17 or 18 and I found Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like my that was like my first thing and I was like oh my gosh this you know, these guitars yeah these guitars these guitars are so heavy and this guy like what is this you know and and I and I fell in love with like that sort of sound and that aggression and then from and then from there it was into Metallica and you know then still Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin and and that kind of stuff uh, Shine Down you know like a bunch of modern bands that at the point I just never listened to um, so but yeah. And it's so crazy, you never know where like the music's gonna come from. Um, and I always laugh with people because they're like, Well, how did you how did you get into rock and metal? Like what what put you there? And like my stepdad is this really he's like six two, he's a goofy white guy, and he was playing like Jane's Addiction and and all this stuff when I was like nine and ten and I had never heard it before and I was just like, Oh, I love it. <laughs> like what is this? you know and it's just, I think it's important. Music is really important, but being able to listen to different genres and different artists and, and just different musical styles, there's so much music out there that I think people miss because they stick to just one. Um, and there's just so much, you know, I, I always like, oh, don't just say you just listen to that. You're missing out on this or you're missing this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's a, I see that as a problem, especially with rock now. Like if you listen to Octane, you know, it, they're all so cookie cutter, you know. Everybody, everybody's yeah. trying to come up with that just quick little commercialized radio song, and there's nothing wrong with pursuing that. But when that is all you do, you know, you limit yourself creatively to, you know, have that next Bohemian Rhapsody because you're trying to fit it into a box, and you know that just that just not work. And not like that, if you come out with something that is more what you probably like and not so much what you were trying to give to people then they're not going to know people aren't going to know how to handle it they're like well what is this this isn't what you normally do what are you you know what are you trying to do now and uh yeah we, we you know the guys and i we try to look at it like tools you know and you can't have a bunch of hammers and you can't have a bunch of screwdrivers right. you know they, all every song has its purpose and you know you need, you need to have those kind of slightly more commercialized type songs because it's going to be more palatable for more people to listen to because it's shorter it's more hooky you know it's just more easily digestible by most people that are passive music listeners but if if you also have other songs that are deeper or longer or more complex you know that's where you're going to find people that really like what you do and those are going to be more of your core supporters so yeah and just it is kind of frustrating when you when you hear a lot of modern rock bands and they all sound very similar and they're all trying to just chase you know whatever dream of success they have but they do they, they, mm-hmm. they really are limiting the artistry that they could bring you know and trying to create that six minute song you know that yeah song. And we run into as well um doing festivals onyx fest and things like this where we're trying to get you know we want a certain kind of feel to what we're doing but we also don't want everybody to sound the same and that's a big part of the people that we pick you know and and i know some people are like oh well we wanted to play or this now i'm like it's not that you're not good it's never that it's just i don't want to have four altar bridges you know like i don't want to have 
five of the same, you know, I don't want to have the same type of band. I want to have different flows and, and different vo- vocals and different styles, just all different kinds of things coming together um, and kind of letting people network and kind of mesh together through that. Yeah, which is a great idea when putting on a festival because then the people that go there, they're, you know, exposed to a wider variety of music instead of just, oh yeah, I heard that band and, you know, copy paste. I've heard all of them, they all sound the same. Um, and that way it really shows, especially somebody who's kind of new to rock or metal, they do see that there's diversity and there's a lot of things in there and there's probably something in there that you're really going to like. You know, it's not just heavy, heavy, heavy and screaming. So. And it doesn't have to be like that all the time. And I think that's a problem people think with music is like, oh, okay, well, it has to be really fast, really hard, really loud all the time. I'm like, no, no, (laughs) it can still be good and not, you know, it doesn't have to be so aggressive all the time. Not that I don't like it, because listen, I love my screamo. I love all that stuff that used to be, I mean, I still to this day am, um, oh my gosh. Like there's some bands that I listen to that when I say them, people are like, oh, okay. I try to keep my mind open to all different types of music because I don't know if I'm going to like it or not unless I listen to it. Yep. Yep. You know? Um, what for you... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Is there... Um, this is another question that I ask everyone that I interview. If you could put together uh, a tour with uh, three other bands... Who would they be and why? Um, I would love to tour with Red Sun Rising or Nothing More. Oh. Um, they are newer, as in probably recently signed, you know, in the past six, seven years. Um, I really love what mm-hmm. Nothing More has been doing. They're really creative and experimental. I really enjoyed their first record on the label. Um, that was really cool I, I wore that record out um and uh, <laughs> i've been following red sun rising probably since 2007 or 8 um i accidentally found them on youtube and this was way before they got signed and uh, way before you know i was in a band or even entertained the thought of that could even be a possibility I had no idea how any of it worked and uh and they've, they've been very influential on me personally just because of the way they presented themselves online you know they were they were in Akron, Ohio, and at the time I was living in Rota, Spain. So I didn't know anything about major label artists, independent DIY artists. All I knew was that the band, they, they look like a real band, they must be doing it, you know, and only come to find out years later, they, they, they weren't, you know, I mean, they were, but they, they weren't, it wasn't full time, you know, they weren't on a label, they weren't touring all the time, they didn't have huge, uh, massive financial backers behinding them it was literally them on their own putting in the work doing it and you know looking back on it like i have a ton of respect for them and they they've they've helped in kind of helping me flesh that out and showing i can do it because i saw them do it um and yeah uh, not faking it until you make it kind of thing but just just being professional you know and realizing that when you say something especially now that we have the internet in the entire world you know it's incredible yeah. now um and that's why i really believe that like right now we live in the golden age of the independent artist 
because it's so easy mm-hmm. now to write something, record something, and put it out online, and then sell it and promote it. You know, no middleman. It's very easy to do that. Um, so yeah, it, one of those, both of those bands. You know, that would be really awesome to connect with them and spend time with them and, and learn. Um, and then probably like Coheed Cambria, which I have. I've only been exposed <laughs> to Coheed Cambria since being in the band and us playing shows, oh, wow. and then people saying that we sound like them. Otherwise, I had never heard of them before. I can see that. My brother loves them. I've been hearing them, uh, oh wow, for years now. For years. Uh, but no, I could see where people... You do definitely have the meaning. And uh, I'm sure you probably hear that. But uh, you can find the way that you want it. I know me personally, I, I sing, but depending on what I'm singing, you know, my voice sounds different. So, uh, is that the same for you, or is this just that's just how it is? Now, I, um, you know, like whenever I first started singing, um, that was back when I was in my Nickelback days, and you could not have told me that I was not Jack Burger. Um, I probably did irreversible damage to my voice at that time. Um, and, uh, and, you know, eventually I found Shine Down and knew that I was Brent Smith. Um, and, you know, trying to sing like him is so larger than life. Um, you know, that, that's just not my voice. So it took, it took a while for me to find similar voices, especially learning just how the voice works. Um, so, so somebody like Miles, you know, Alterbridge or Jeff Buckley. Um, they have lighter, higher voices. They're then same thing as like Claudio now, you know, now that I know Sohee exists and what they're doing. But they're similar vocal types to where they're not this powerhouse, you know, when you picture a lion, that's not what they sound like. Um, you know, they're, they're a little bit lighter and uh, can maneuver, you know, places that are difficult for other people. Um, and I've, I've just found that that's more similar to how, you know, how I sound. And, and whenever I tried to do what they did, it didn't hurt my voice, you know, so I was able to learn, learn from them and try techniques. Um, but I, yeah, I'm definitely not like an aggressive vocal type, you know, I don't do any harsh vocals or screaming or anything like that. Um, and I definitely believe that the voice is a beautiful instrument and that you should be able to take somebody and put them in any genre and they should still be able to sing. So don't necessarily sing for the genre just sing something yourself right. you know so it's just like i i would hope that i would sound the same like this or country or blues or acoustic you know just whatever it is it's it's uh it's the same and some people like it and some people don't and they told me that and i said well you know it's not for you it's okay it's for that other person it's not for me right and that's gonna be what you're gonna be not everybody's gonna win Rain. Oh, can you hear me? It is, yeah. it is, it is raining. I didn't know if you picked that up or not. <laughs> it just started raining here, too. So. That's, that's, that's a uh, um, Let's talk a little bit about the shows that you guys have coming up. Um, I know you said you're traveling up north. Where all are you guys going? So, we are going to be playing 
Albany this Friday, and then uh, we're going up to Woodstock, Georgia, Cincinnati, Ohio, Muncie, Indiana, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Ridley, Michigan, and then uh, Cadet, Wisconsin for Rockfest, and then we're playing at Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin, and then driving like 17 hours back. Wow. Have you been to any of these places? I have not. Um, yeah, it's uh, um, I, I Woodstock is up around Atlanta, so that's 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 pretty close. Um, but otherwise, I I have never traveled through this part of the country. You know, we lived on the West Coast. Yeah, oh, we lived wow. on the West Coast. I've been up through you know Virginia and, and Arkansas and stuff like that, but never in Wisconsin and Michigan and, and up in that area. So that's gonna be really cool. I'm really excited. Is it definitely interesting? It's definitely interesting um i used to sell magazines door to door so i've been pretty much to every <laughs> every state um once it's pretty uh you'll like it it's a little different but <laughs> you'll like it definitely yeah i'm hoping that it's not quite as hot because it's been like 100 degrees here you know, oh yeah it's, it's been really intensely insanely hot i should say is there a song, now I know I have mine, but is there a song in particular that you um, really love performing above um, any of the other ones or that just kind of touches you a little more? Um, I, uh, we have a song off of our first EP that came out quite a few years ago um, called Essex. And that was a very special song that we don't, we don't really play that one much anymore because it is, it's like, it's like six or seven minutes long. It's a, it's a lengthy guy. And, you know, for most sets, you know, people want fast and heavy and hard and quick, you know, just go, go, go. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but I really did enjoy the times we did. It does have a lot of meaning and depth. Um, my, uh, a couple years ago, um, my grandma died and my wife and I were driving to Missouri for the funeral and she was, re- I was, while I was driving, she was reading a book and it was called In the Heart of the Sea. And it- Part two. Yep. <laughs> I, we can just go back from um, the last question because it cut you off as soon as you started talking. Um, so I was asking you about if there was a song in particular that you enjoyed playing um, a little more than the others or if it had a little um, more of a special meaning to you and um, you were telling me about um, something having to do with your uh, grandmother that had passed. Yep, so a couple of years ago, yeah, she, she had passed away and, and uh, my wife and I were driving up to Missouri for the funeral and she was reading a book called In the Heart of the Sea, which is a, um, a real life account of a ship that was attacked by a whale and these guys had to survive in these really small lifeboats and a lot of them didn't survive and it was just a um, an honest take and it was a fascinating story of perseverance and struggle um and just hope and life and I, it was it was a very you know, you know um listening to it while she was reading it and uh um i you know try of those sailors and uh, I actually had the little a little guitar riff from a couple weeks earlier and uh, that song kind of mm-hmm. just came about from it 
it's it's a, oh, wow. it's a song you know called the ethics and the ship was called the Essex and it's kind of just based on that story and that account and uh so that's, that's kind of a special song that's a it's a it's a, a meaningful song it's a very pretty song um and uh yeah i'm kind of sad we don't play it because live often anymore but it does exist and it's, it, it's there um, but I, 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 I really, I really enjoy all of our songs. You know, I, 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 I love performing them, and I, I love having people enjoy them. You know, because they exist, and I think that is such a cool art form. You know, to be able to create music and then have people enjoy that music, meaning they wouldn't enjoy oh, yeah. it if it wasn't created. You know, and that's just that's such a cool experience. Able to I, I, let people in, you know, to who you are. Through yeah. music, you know, it's, it's really awesome. Obviously, I personally love Siren. Um, I think I loved it even more because I got to hear you guys do it on OA acoustically. So just hearing it, obviously, the, the normal way to play it, um, it's still cool. The differences between the, the two versions, but it's a really awesome song. If you guys have not heard that, please go listen to it, go to their page, videos on there, and all that good stuff. <laughs> I- Real quickly, guys, I just want to let you know if you enjoy listening to me ramble on, no, I'm kidding, I'm not rambling, I'm speaking about things that are super important that uh you know we are talking about on a wonderful podcast front if you are loving the information that you're hearing from me and the knowledge that i'm giving to you guys please feel free to support me it's super easy it takes two seconds it's super cheap it's like 99 cents like you can't beat that right to get some awesome information from the wonderful lady z yeah why freaking not what i mean what are you gonna spend 99 cents on a freaking cookie cheeseburger that you don't need why not spend it on getting some knowledge and some information from myself so all you gotta do is hit that wonderful supporter little button there and uh i will definitely appreciate it thank you guys so much and let's get back to the information So I apologize for the interview being cut so short, but like I said, we were having major technical difficulties, but I still wanted to at least give you guys what I was able to give to you. And hopefully um, Justin and I will be able to sit down together again and go through the rest of the items that I definitely wanted to speak to him about when it comes to days to come, music in general, inspiration, tours, and all that good stuff. You can find days to come on all your wonderful social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, all that stuff. Go make sure you go follow and like them. They're currently about to start tour starting Friday the 12th. So if they are coming to a city near you, definitely go and see them live. You will really, really love them. And um, go check their music out. Go check out the song Siren. That's definitely a favorite of mine. And let me know what you think about it. And I will catch you guys next time. This has been 100% Real with Lady Z. Thank you.